welcome to this episode of the Dreamer's Manual podcast. If you're joining us again, I'm so happy that you're here. And if this is your first time, hello, I'm Julie and I'm an online business manager and course creator in the online space who supports entrepreneurs. I'm also lucky enough to be one of the mentors in the OBM school to help support the next generation of online business managers. So today's episode might feel a little bit different. It also might feel a little bit ranty because as some of my favorite episodes have in the past, this came from a series of conversations I had yesterday. I posted what I would consider a more vulnerable social media post where I just said like, things are really rough this week. I don't know what happened in retrospect. Six planets are in retrograde, so maybe that has a tiny little bit to do with it. But I was like, wow, I really don't feel great. And sharing that prompted a bunch of honest conversations in my DMs. And then I started thinking, how could I bring this conversation that maybe we would all benefit from having to the podcast, but in a way that was actually helpful because I don't want to just spit out information at you and then not give you something that you can take and implement or that would help you in your life. I also don't think it's helpful or beneficial to call anybody out by name in their businesses. So not only did I have these conversations in the DMs, but I also messaged my team and I said, can you help me sort of figure out how to have a conversation about shame, social media, and insecurity on the podcast. And as always, they came through. So let's talk about maybe how to shift our perspective and how to protect ourselves, because I think those two things go hand in hand. The first thing I know from being in this space for over four years is that our insecurity is going to ebb and flow. There are going to be seasons where we can just kind of ride it out For the most part, we feel pretty good about our life or our business. We don't feel particularly triggered by any online posts. We can kind of keep scrolling and it doesn't seem to bother us. And there are seasons where (laughs) you see somebody's social media post and whether they're celebrating their successes or they just feel like they have so much more information than you and you will never get to that place or you feel like you're trying so much harder and having much less success than other people, those are the times when we can feel really vulnerable and it's hard to show up. So first, let's talk about that. I am a big believer in using the tools that we have at our fingertips with social media. And I do think this is seasonal. I don't think that has to be forever, but I would say don't be afraid to mute and or unfollow certain accounts. And these could be accounts that you love and people that you love, but for a season, it's okay to mute. And then when you're feeling pretty good, it's like I always used to say to my girlfriends, I need to have a really good self-esteem day before I go to the department store and try in a bunch of jeans because sometimes the lighting and those mirrors are just really were unflattering. And so in the same way, if you love checking in with somebody, but you don't want to just be slapped in the face with it, you want to control when you check out their content or check in on them and see what they're doing, just mute them for now. And you could check in whenever you want to, but don't let it catch you off guard. 
you're really just creating like a temporary bubble of support around yourself and what you take in because that can really have an impact on us. Now, second is just the reminder that what we see on social media is not reality. Even when we don't mean to, I know I've been guilty of just sharing the highlights of my life. And I think that's also pretty normal. It's not like I'm going to pull out my phone when my kid's having a fit or my jeans that I wore last summer don't fit anymore and document that for the world to see. And while we can know that internally, I never think it hurts to have a reminder. So here's sort of my rule of thumb. When I'm looking at business accounts online, if people are sharing their revenue and they are not sharing their profit, then I pretty much disregard what they're saying because you can be making $100,000 a year and be spending 99000 or worse, 150000 on ads and team and expenses and softwares and trips. It can look one way and not be that way in reality. And I think there are popular examples of this that I've pointed to before, but Selena Sue is a coach. She has impacting millions and she has done interviews and talked about how she was generating, I can't remember, something like a million dollar launch. And she ended up in debt at the end of that launch, even with that income coming in. You guys are familiar with Sarah Noked. She had an amazing interview on Claire Pelletro's Get Paid podcast, which I always recommend because Claire really digs into the real nitty gritty and talks about the numbers behind things. It's a very real, authentic podcast and point of view. And Sarah talked about how she had an OBM agency that was generating $100,000 a month, I think she said, and she was bringing home 10K. And certainly with the amount of complexity and stress that that was causing, she probably could have made 10K as a solopreneur, you know, ultimately in revenue. So when you find stories like that, listen to them, bring your mind back to them, refer to them. But in general, if somebody's online saying, I hit, you know, $10,000 months or I made $100,000 this year, that immediately I tune it out. Unless they're also saying, and my profit margin was X amount. If you guys want a good example of that, Brandy Mel's on her Serve Scale Soar podcast has, if you look up income statements, she talks about that more in depth and also what her actual percentage of profit is where it's common to be in the industry and where her target was. So in short, find the real people that are sharing the real things and tune out all the rest. I also think, and somebody pointed this out to me early on when we talk about certain influencers or people that are making an impact in the online space, but we don't share their same values and we would not enjoy if our life looked like theirs. So if you have somebody that is an author and a speaker, and that sounds really exciting to you, but this particular person might be on the road 300 days out of the year from where I'm at raising a family and where I want to spend my time and energy, that is not a path that I want to pursue at this point. Shailene Johnson talks about raising her kids and turning down many really 
lucrative, fun, exciting ideas in business when her kids were growing up so she could spend that time with them and being able to come back full circle and have those experiences later. It doesn't mean that they never happen. It just means that she made really tough decisions, which in the moment, those decisions do sometimes feel really tough because we don't have that 40,000 foot view of how that's going to feel in you know, a year, five years or longer. But when you're looking at somebody's business, thinking about how does their life that I know of look like what I would want my life to be, the amount of hours they might be working, do they have a family, do they not, where might we be similar and where might we be different and not buying fully into like, I want their life, thinking critically about, oh, well, actually like this wouldn't fit in my life now. Maybe I can find somebody else whose values or their life looks more like mine and follow them for content and connection. And then I also think about there are no have tos. We can realize that we're putting pressure on ourselves to hit certain goals or hit certain income goals, or have our business look a certain way or have a certain number of clients when in reality, sometimes those goals aren't coming from our own selves, our ambition, our desires, our wants. They're coming from outside of us. I think a good example that most people can relate to is these 10K months or 100K years. For so many people, they'll say like, this is my goal. But even if that's your goal and you ask yourself why, there could be a really good reason why and there could not be. It could just be like a goal post, which is okay. But for most people, when we talk about what they want out of their business, depending on their stage of life and whatnot, you know, when I first started, I wanted a certain, a very small certain amount of income coming in to pay for a few extra things that I wanted. And it, it grew from there. But what we desire in our lives might be available to us at a lot less income than something we had in our mind. And it could be that our dreams and desires, it, you know, will take more income to get there. Either way is okay. But ask yourself, where are these thoughts and pressures that I'm putting on myself coming from? And if they're not coming from you, figure out what it is you really want and get aligned with that. Recognizing what really matters in our lives, what we personally need and want from our business, and making sure our business fits within that is way more important than how our business looks or feels to other people. Now let's talk about part two, and that is how we can use this insecurity as a tool. Where can we use this and turn it into a positive? Now, this isn't toxic positivity or just pushing it away or saying a bunch of affirmations that aren't really like hitting you in your heart. But something that I saw recently that drove this home, and I'll link this in the show notes if you're interested. This is a TikTok video that I saw the other day, and she has what I would consider sort of a spicy, gentle parenting. And she has what I would consider more of a spicy, gentle parenting theme to her channel in that she's sort of re-educating people on what gentle parenting actually is. But she had this conversation with her daughter who came to her and said she didn't like the color of her skin. And I think like most of us would do, certainly me, my knee-jerk reaction would be to say, oh my gosh, well, you're beautiful the way you are. And I love everything about you. My son says this a lot of time about his hair. And so we've literally had these conversations And she really modeled a way to do it where she had curiosity. Why do you feel this way? 
and then empathize like, oh, I can really understand like that makes a lot of sense. And through this conversation was able to get to the place of her daughter having her needs met, having feel heard, understanding where she's coming from. And the outcome on the other side was not only the same, but probably better than if she just went straight to affirmations and just dismissed sort of like the feelings that she was having and what was causing it. And then she said, insecurity is better to move through than push away. And I felt like that was such an important message because insecurity can definitely be a tool that is telling us where we feel that we want to improve, shift, change, adjust in our life and our business. So if I'm consuming content and I'm feeling very triggered and insecure and bad when I watch certain parenting content, that's an invitation in my mind to step back and say, why is this making me feel bad? Uh, It doesn't mean I can't protect myself from it, i.e. step one, but I think it would be a disservice to not say, is there something that I can do that's within my power to improve in this area? And business is the same way. Going through the things that we already talked about, reframing some of our thoughts, making sure our values are our own, our goals are our own. But then if there is something that we feel really bad about, like something in our back end, our client process, um, our deadlines or our due dates, we can look at those things and have that invitation to shift and adjust those and use that insecurity and that lens of insecurity to make positive changes in our lives. There is a little nuance here, and that's where our business friends really come in handy because where you can have accountability buddies and friends that will help you show up, the real, real ones are the ones that you can say like, this is how I'm feeling. What do you think? Am I the drama? And get a perspective because there are times I think we're just going to like not feel great and there might not be something we can point to. It could be a natural ebb and flow of things. And I don't want to push people to overthink or turn every quote negative into a positive. But if there's feedback that you're getting and there's a chance, if there's an opportunity for you to shift and change things, it can be a tool. As long as you're not dismissing yourself or pushing yourself through things that don't feel good, because ultimately that's not going to serve us. And this isn't just something that I'm sharing with you guys out of nowhere. It's definitely something that I practice consistently in my life and in my business, both the protecting myself when just things feel kind of turbulent and rocky for whatever reason, and trying to use the information to show up and do better. So I hope this was helpful, even if you tune in and you just know that you are not alone. My inbox is literally full of these types of conversations. And if I bring it up to anybody online, I guarantee you they have some strong feelings and something to share about this and what it looks like for them and their business. So reach out, whether it's to me, you can always reach out on DMs on Instagram, or you can respond to one of my emails. It's me who is reading and writing them, but it could also be to someone in this space and just talk things out if you need to. I just want to, in this episode, was sending you guys a big, big virtual hug and know that we're all in this wild and crazy ride together. Until next time, my friends.